Hello again, this is Tori Kensington talking, and this is the Optimistic Almanac for Thursday, October 5th, 2017. It's the birthday of Louis Feinberg in 1902, known professionally as Larry Fine, the American actor, comedian, violinist, and boxer, who is best known as a member of the comedy act The Three Stooges. His father, Joseph Feinberg, and mother, Fanny Lieberman, owned a watch repair and jewelry shop in Philadelphia, where he grew up. In his early childhood, Fine's arm was accidentally burned with acid. His father used acid to test jewelry for its gold content. On one occasion, the young Fine mistook the acid for a beverage and raised the bottle to his lips. Before he could drink any, his father knocked the bottle from Fine's hand, splashing Fine's forearm with acid and causing extensive damage to it. His parents later gave Fine violin lessons to help strengthen the damaged muscles in his forearm. He became so proficient on the violin that his parents wanted to send him to a European music conservatory. However, that plan was thwarted by the outbreak of World War I. Fine later played the violin in the Stooge films and scenes where all three Stooges are playing fiddles. Only Fine is actually playing. The other two are pantomiming. To further strengthen his damaged arm, Fine took up boxing in his teens, winning one professional bout. His father, opposed to Larry's fighting in public, put an end to his boxing career. At an early age, Fine started performing as a violinist in vaudeville. In March of 1928, while starring as the Master of Ceremonies at Chicago's Rainbow Gardens, Fine met Shemp Howard and Ted Healy. At the time, Healy and Howard were performing in the Schubert Brothers' A Night in Spain. Since Howard was leaving the play for a few months, they asked him to be a replacement stooge. Fine joined Ted's other stooges, Bobby Pincus and Sam Moody Braun. Howard returned in September of 1928 to finish the national tour. In 1929, Healy signed a contract to perform in the Schubert's new review, A Night in Venice. Healy bought Fine, Shemp Howard, and Moe Howard together for the first time as a trio. Moe, Larry, and Shemp with Fred Sanborn appeared in Venice from 1929 to 1930. Fine, Shemp, Howard, and Moe Howard toured as Ted Healy and his Racketeers that spring and summer and then went to Hollywood in the summer to film Fox Studios' Soup to Nuts of 1930. Fine and the Howard brothers broke up with Healy after Soup to Nuts and toured as Howard, Fine, and Howard, the three lost souls, in the fall of 1930 to the summer of 1932. Fine is easily recognized in the Stooge features by his hairdo, bald on top with lots of thick, bushy, curly red hair all around the sides and back. Moe called him Porcupine. Fine's trademark bushy hair has its origin, according to rumor, from his first meeting with Healy. Fine had just wet his hair in a basin and it dried oddly as they talked. Healy encouraged Fine to keep the zany hairstyle. On a 1973 TV interview on The Mike Douglas Show, Moe Howard recounted, So Healy said, Would you like to be one of the Stooges and make three instead of two? And Larry said, Yes, I would love that. And Healy said, I'll give you 90 bucks a week. He also said, I'll give you an extra $10 a week if you throw that fiddle away. And Larry broke it over his knee at that moment. In the earliest Stooge two-reelers, and occasionally the later ones, Larry's character frequently indulged in utterly nutty behavior. Fine would liven up a scene with a random improvised remark or ridiculous action. In the hospital spoof Men in Black in 1934, Larry, dressed as a surgeon and wielding a large kitchen knife, chortles, let's plug him and see if he's ripe. In disorder in the court of 1936, a tense courtroom scene is interrupted by Larry breaking into a wild Tarzan yell. 
Of course, after each of his outbursts, Mo would gruffly put him down. According to Fine's brother, Fine developed a callus on one side of his face from being slapped innumerable times by Mo. The Larry character on-screen goofiness had been described as an extension of Fine's own relaxed personality. Director Charles Lamont recalled Larry was a nut. He was the kind of guy who always said anything. He was a yapper. Offstage, Larry was a social butterfly. He liked a good time and surrounded himself with friends. He and his wife Mabel loved to party and every Christmas served lavish midnight meals. Some of his friends called him a yes man since he was always so agreeable no matter what the circumstances. And it's the birthday of singer Elva Ruby Miller in 1907, who recorded under the name of Mrs. Miller, an American singer who gained some fame in the 1960s for her series of shrill and off-key renditions of popular songs such as Moon River, Monday Monday, A Lover's Concerto, and Downtown. Singing in an untrained, mermanesque, vibrato-laden style, according to Irving Wallace and Amy Wallace in the Book of Lists 2, Miller's voice was compared to the sound of roaches scurrying across a trash can lid. Nevertheless, Downtown reached Billboard Hot 100 singles charts in April of 1966, peaking at 82. The B-sides, A Lover's Concerto, barely cracked the Hot 100 that same month at 95. Radio disc jockey and later Laugh-In announcer Gary Owens featured Millard on his radio program as early as 1960, and around that time she also appeared on a limited-run album of his comedy routines. Owens can certainly be credited to have first discovered her, and her later success on Capitol Records did not take place until later in 1965. Miller was signed to Capitol Records by Lex de Alvanzo, a young and up-and-coming producer at the label. Miller's success, like that of Florence Foster Jenkins in Wing, was due to the perceived amateurishness of her singing. Capitol Records seemed eager to emphasize it. In a 1967 interview with Life magazine, Miller herself claimed that during recording sessions, she was deliberately conducted a half a beat ahead or behind time, and claimed the worst of several different recordings of a song would be chosen for the finished album. Her first LP, ironically titled Mrs. Miller's Greatest Hits, appeared in 1966. Made up of entirely of pop songs, it sold over a quarter million copies in its first three weeks. KMPC disc jockey Gary Owens wrote the liner notes. Will success spoil Mrs. Miller followed and the country soul of Mrs. Miller came a year later. Miller sang for U.S. servicemen in Vietnam, performed at the Hollywood Bowl, guest starred on numerous television shows, and appeared in Roddy McDowell's film The Cool Ones, where she sang It's Magic. She spent much of her remaining years doing charity work. It's been suggested that she may have been the inspiration for a similar act called Mr. Miller and the Blue Notes, who, in 1966, released their interesting version of Herman Hermit's Mrs. Brown, You've Got a Lovely Daughter, among a number of similarly themed novelty acts of the era. Here's a quote by Joseph Grimaldi, the famous clown and pantomime star of the early 19th century stage in Great Britain. Life is a game we are bound to play. The wise enjoy it. Fools grow sick of it. Losers, we find, have the stakes to pay that winners may laugh, for that's the trick of it. 
The Optimistic Almanac is made possible each weekday morning by NPC, the national podcasting company, and is funded by our listeners. Thank you. Research for today's show is by Lexi Caligari. I'm Tori Kensington. Keep the faith, keep in love, and keep in touch. (laughs) 